0: Welcome to the Comic Sauce Podcast, where we talk comics and comics culture. I am Henry Liu, and today I am joined by Christian Diadamo. Christian, how are you doing? Hi, dilly Henry. I'm doing fine and doodly. Excellent. Still in Ned Flanders mode, I see. <laughs> Excellent. Yes, I'm also. <laughs> <laughs> I am also joined oh. by. Porfirio Rangel. Porfirio, how goes? I'm
1: good, Henry. Happy to be here.
0: Awesome. Today is October 14th, 2022, and we're going to talk She-Hulk. She-Hulk, Attorney at Law, season one, just finished. And when I say just finished, it really just finished yesterday, October 13th. So this is hot off the presses fresh out of the oven and we're gonna get into it um yeah so with she hulk like we often do uh we can talk expectations so yeah what were your expectations going into this season she hulk is A bit of a lesser-known Marvel character. And um, there's never been a She-Hulk live-action portrayal in movies or TV. So this is a new thing, right? How did you feel going into this season? Uh, How about you prefer you? You want to start off here? Yeah, so... You know, when She-Hulk was first announced, I
1: was really happy because, like you said, Henry, like there's never been a She-Hulk um, project. Like, you know, she's been exists in the comics for so long. Um, she's been a, you know, active Avengers member within the comics, but um, she's never like been talked about like in the mainstream media. You know, like on TV or um, on the films or anything like this, so when they was announced that there's gonna be a She-Hulk TV show, I was ecstatic. I was like, "Yay, yay, finally!" And um, and then when the tr- the first trailer came out, I think I was like, you know, like had the same reaction as the general public that I was just not convinced with the CGI they had to make um the actress um you know green um, monster Um, I wasn't convinced and it just looked really kind of like all like the previous MCU Disney Plus um, content just kind of like family friendly humor so I wasn't I didn't have that that much high expectations but I guess because of that like when I started watching the show like I was LOLing so hard and I was like really invested into it from like the first or second episode um but I really enjoyed it yeah
0: cool uh how about you Christian what were your expectations for She-Hulk? Let's see. So, I guess growing up, I've never really read much She-Hulk,
2: outside of like She-Hulk in like team ups and things like that. I've always kind of been aware uh, that she's been like a, she's the attorney at law, um, and has like it's it's a much more comedic take with a lot of fourth wall breaking jokes. Um, and I, saw, I think I saw, I this goes back to what I was a kid, but there was a, there was an incredible Hulk show in the nineties. I checked out a little bit here and there on, like, syndication. I think it was on, like, Fox at the time. And Sheilk was part of that. And she, um, and she was cool. This, this goes back a ways, a ways. So, I don't remember that much from the show. Um, but I think that was, like, around... That was how I was first introduced to the character. So, I was actually excited to see where what they were going to do with her in the MCU. I think that this could have been, like, a fresh new take as well as... I think kind of the culmination, a bit of so the Disney Plus stuff in Phase Four. This is the last Phase Four Disney Plus series, and I think the way it was teased, they also had a lot of cameos. They teased Daredevil, they teased Wong, uh, Abomination, and so like, like I thought, okay, let's see where, let's see what they do with this. Let's see, let's see if this is quote unquote like the big Avengers finish for the disney plus show, the disney plus like shows that have come out over the past couple years and, and um and so i was uh, i was uh very curious going in uh, but i think my reaction ended up being i think a little
0: more mixed than i wanted it to be got it right on okay on my end um yeah i too wasn't a huge fan of she-hulk in the comics And was really just kind of peripherally aware of her storylines. Yeah, so on that level, I wasn't uh, like super psyched to start watching this show. I will say this, though. I was and continue to be a big fan of Tatiana Maslany. She was absolutely phenomenal in the show called Orphan Black. Highly, highly recommend that show. I watched the whole thing, and it's great. And she is astounding in it. She's really great in it. Uh, So when I heard they had cast her for She-Hulk, that got me excited for the show. So for no other reason, I wanted to see her in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Um, And just one more note on Orphan Black. Uh, If anyone is a fan of Oscar Isaac's performance in Moon Knight, watch Orphan Black because Orphan Black uh in that show Tatiana Maslany basically does what or- what Oscar Isaac does on Moon Knight but like times 10 she plays like <laughs> a whole bunch more characters and uh like she basically plays uh clones of herself and each clone has a different personality and it's the same actress but the, the differences and the nuances between the characters is really phenomenal. So I um, can't say enough about that. Uh, so, yeah, on that level, I was looking forward to She-Hulk very much. I wanted to see uh, what she could bring to the table. Uh, so now season one is in the books, a nine episode season. We've all watched it. And now we can talk about it. So let's give the spoiler alert for She-Hulk. And um, yeah, we'll be getting into plot points and whatnot. So you've been warned. Okay, let's get into the show. So let's start off with the pros. What was good about the show? Uh, I know, Porfirio, before we started recording, you were mentioning how you did enjoy the show um what are some of the specifics of what you enjoyed about the show
1: i think what i loved about the show was the whole like fourth wall breaking how like it was i think christian used these words when i first described it 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 felt like a superhero sitcom you know like it didn't feel like um like there was like you know like huge stakes had huge like problems at stake you know like avengers level earth being threatened, whatever it was like just cool like street level kind of issues or even like peter parker kind of issues of like fight like dating or paying the bills and finding a job while being a hero you know and um then the fourth wall just like Gave it, like, an additional layer of humor, especially, like, when um, it kind of, like, addressed issues that exist on a fandom level. You know, like, how the toxic, the toxic level of fandoms so of, like, people being like, oh, like, a She-Hulk, like you know, like, what happened to Hulk or whatever, and, like, you know, it's so funny because the show does address that, and just, like, how um, female characters, black characters, gay characters, there is always, like, this, like, narrative of, like, oh, it's not, like, a white male straight character like Thor or Iron Man or Captain America, then it's, like, somehow um, woke, you know, it's, like, Oh, like stop putting like your political agenda um, in my face, and I feel like the show, because of the fourth wall breaking, like addresses that issue like head on. And so for me, that was a big um, added humor on my part. Like, and it it wasn't like in your face kind of storyline either. It was just like generally funny. I thought it was really funny
0: yeah that's a good point it does address a lot of timely of the moment kind of stuff uh, but um, it handles it in a very comedic way so it doesn't like hit you over the head with stuff right um, but I think yeah you said a lot there I think uh, we'll definitely talk more about the toxic fanboy stuff and um there's a lot of what you mentioned but uh, uh how about you christian uh what did you like about the show
2: yeah um i think actually one bit uh, i kind of want to expand on i guess you were talking about uh tatiana maslany henry and how she did she put in a really great performance as she hulk um and i did really like her i thought um she was a very relatable protagonist and, um, she's someone in her thirties who has to deal with a career and trying to date online in their thirties. Um, while, like, try also trying to have, like, you know, a social life and, like, ta- going to her parents. I did find, like, her performance and the character to be very relatable. Um, and, like, you, you see her struggles and, like there uh i think what like one of the best episodes of it uh episode seven which is the one where she goes to the abominations like therapy uh circle and goes to his like retreat Mm -hmm. she gets ghosted by a guy and that makes her feel really really bad and her whole like thing is like she's waiting for a text from him because she really wants this relationship to work and I think like in I think one of the best moments of the series is uh her in the circle and how she like really opens up about about her struggle about like how what the what this really meant to her the you know this josh uh the guy that she was dating and how he ghosted her how that made her feel, how she's kind of worked around it and she was like talking to the other members um and I think that was a really like great like emotional beat for the show. Um, and I also think she, she played pretty well off some of the other kind of more zanier characters and moments. I really, I did enjoy like some of the setups for some of the more sitcom aspects where you, uh, she has, she has her client who did did something really stupid. That might be a Z list hero, like, like leapfrog in the episode (laughs) after episode eight and how they they want to be a superhero but they're bad at it and they do something zany and kind of stupid and she has to like work around that in court i think that's like that's i think what what really worked for me is kind of her general arc as she hulk and some of the the more like workplace comedy sitcom
0: elements right on and i do agree i also enjoyed Tatiana Maslany in this show I think she's great um she really flexed her acting chops on Orphan Black but she impressed in a very different way on this show she's just incredibly charismatic and we've are we've already been talking about it like all three of us but um you're really rooting for her she's very relatable and she's just dealing with like Everyday kind of stuff, like uh, trying to get her career together and um, struggling on this dating app and uh, just a lot of stuff that anyone goes through, you know, not just superheroes, right? Very much in line with, with uh, Marvel, right? Marvel characters are lovable for these reasons. Um, and yeah, she's great in it. Um, And yeah, Porfirio, you're talking about this. I totally agree with this. Also, the the show is very funny. It's it's more than anything a comedy. And um, it's a particular brand of comedy. You know, it's kind of a sitcom slash rom-com kind of comedy. Um, uh, But I think for the most part, the comedy does work. And um, all the stuff with the dating app is really hilarious to me like like i said it's very relatable um she's just trying to get a date you know trying to find love out there and um yeah just setting up her profile and swiping and on all that is is great and later in the season she actually uses the dating app stuff as a legal defense too so I, i love how they tied all that together and it just made for a lot of great comedic moments um uh, just a few other tidbits here uh, we talk about this a lot uh how faithful is uh, the show to the comics um, i'm not super familiar with the comics but i do know for a fact that uh she-hulk in the comics has a history of breaking the fourth wall and being meta so all this stuff a lot of people are talking about with this show is straight from the comics. The comics did do this very thing, right? Um, there are many She-Hulk covers where she's talking directly to the viewer, um, so that's cool. It's definitely faithful. Um, I thought the She-Hulk costume was cool. Um, it's kind of a, it's kind of looked like it kind of looks like a gym outfit, you know, or maybe like a wrestling <laughs> singlet. Um, but I think it works. It, it looks cool, and again, it's it is reminiscent of of She-Hulk costumes that we've seen in the comics. Um, One other thing I wanted to bring up, uh, I think we may have alluded to it already, but uh, there are MCU tie-ins here. Other characters in the Marvel Cinematic Universe do show up. We see Wong, we see Abomination, we see Daredevil, and of course we do see the Hulk himself. Right? Uh, So... I thought there were a lot of great moments with these crossovers. A lot of times these things happen uh, strictly for fan service and maybe not much substance behind them, but uh, I thought uh, these uh, crossovers work pretty well here in the show. Mm -hmm. All right. Uh, For you, go ahead.
1: I was just going to say like continuing off Christian's idea, like I, I really did enjoy like you know, because Jen Walkers is a lawyer and everything, like, the whole, like, how she was inside the superhero division of her law firm, and I thought it would have been cool to see, like, every episode being, like, a new superhero case or something, you know? Like, her first one was a big, high-profile one, Abomination, then, like you said, there's Leapfrog, and, um, that immortal guy um yeah yeah he's he's a mutant isn't he
0: oh
2: yeah i forget his name but i heard he he is a mutant Uh uh-huh and
1: i just i i wish the show kind of explored that a little bit more like been a little bit like you know like kind of like um i don't know what's a court show like like law and order yeah like law and order like every episode being like a new case or something with like a different superhero um i thought that would have been cool but i still like the direction that they're going in and even there was even an episode where they um reference like how like the sokovia courts were repealed you know
0: right yeah i remember when i heard that i was like oh i didn't no, this was official, so I guess it's officially. Yeah. No thing, huh?
1: So, yeah, so that's that's all been fine and Danny.
0: Right on. Okay, so uh, clearly there are definitely aspects to the show we enjoyed. A lot of positives. What about negatives? Are there anything, uh, are there any uh, aspects of the show you didn't like so much? Hmm. Uh, how about you, Christian? You wanna start here?
2: Yeah, so um I'm actually I think what Porfir was talking about might be a good segue into, I guess, kind of a question I have for you guys um uh, about the show. Because Porphyria, you were talking about how you would you like the courtroom stuff, you know, and uh-huh. like how there was like kind of the zany comedy elements to it. <clears throat> um and I think that kind of leads into I think a problem I do have the show. I think the show is a bit of a It's like it doesn't know what it wants to be, in a sense. Like it wants to do the sitcommy stuff, the comedy with the the fun court cases with superheroes kind of messing up and having their their issues, and like kind of going through that in a courtroom setting. We have um, kind of the general character arc of She-Hulk herself and Jen, how she has to kind of find her herself as the She-Hulk character who's taken a bit of the limelight. Um, and on top of that, you, you have a villain plot with Intelligentsia and I guess, I guess of course, and then she has her, uh, quote unquote arch nemesis, um, Titania, who kind of shows up, who shows up here and there as well. Um, and like, I think that there's some elements to this, I think that work, but do you guys like, think like, imagine if they picked one or two of those elements, like would you would you guys have liked it if say it was just a courtroom drama, very episodic, week to week, zany thing and then it kind of stops and then you have the next thing, courtroom case, it kind of stops. Maybe a little bit of a sprinkle here and there of a bit of a character arc of She-Hulk. Mhm. And like it it just kind of does that until it ends. It's episodic. So it doesn't maybe a bigger finish with a bigger character and court or something like that. Cause I I do think that was, that might've been, uh, I think that's kind of where something I'm kind of going with was it, it did feel like plot elements just kind of started and stopped. Titania shows up out of nowhere in episode one, and then she's kind of gone until she shows up again in another episode. For, and is kind of a, has a very different motivation is completely different I'm not sure if they actually explained why she busted through the wall of the courtroom in episode one uh, I might have missed it I could I could have just missed that um, intelligentsia is very much in the background um, they don't even tell She-Hulk about it it was like uh, her friends that that find out about it until it kind of shows up at the very very end as the big climax you know we're in the Abomination's courtroom. Um, and then, you. Uh, speaking of which, you also have a, a bit of a side plot with Abomination, where he has uh, his court case, and then he kind of goes to the retreat that she goes to in Episode 7. And then that culminates in the final episode in Episode 9, where it finds out he's been hosting Intelligentsia at his at the retreat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it, it feels like a, there's like a lot of plot elements that kind of just start, stop, or just kind of show up when they need to show up to move the show forward and i it it felt like a bit of like uh i don't know it just felt like uh way too messy so um that's kind of my bit on it like what do you guys think of that am i am i off
0: base here or i, do you guys I feel that I, wait, uh, a real quick for i think i can address it at least from my perspective <laughs> now you you pose a question like you know essentially how should you approach this show Mm -hmm. episodically or as like a a single entity, almost like a movie, right? Yeah. I I think that the best way to approach the show is to approach it episodically Um, because it is kind of set up like a sitcom, like we've been saying, where each episode is self-contained in ways and, and can be enjoyed that way. Now, there are elements to it where you know titania shows up here and there, Abomination shows up here and there, intelligentsia shows up here and there. and it there there is this feel that, oh, it seems like it's building towards something, right and in that in that way, it's almost like, well, should I not treat this episodically? Should I treat this as like a big? overlying story and i think as we find out at the end we gave the spoiler alert but spoiler alert for she-hulk especially the finale episode nine it kind of just throws that all out the window we'll get deeper into episode nine and i had some problems with it uh as well but um i think ultimately they're saying all this stuff we've been building up we were just fucking with you (laughs) like it it did it's it's not leading to anything (laughs) so just enjoy this, this this the show episode by episode and treat it like a sitcom in a sense or maybe treat it like the old school original uh Lou Ferrigno show and just watch it episode to episode and don't get all worked up and 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 try to connect everything into this big master plan right it's almost like um, parodying uh, other marvel shows saying um like all those other shows are we're trying to build up to this grand finale we're not doing that here just enjoy the show for what it is episode to episode so um i think in my mind that's probably the best approach to take with this show um, but yeah, I, sorry, I kind of cut you off for you. Did you have something out to there too?
1: No, I guess like my take would be like I would, I guess I would have preferred to have had like episodic, um, like yeah, like a sitcom of like each episode being like its own like court case and having like sideline storylines of like I don't know like, t- um, Titania or um, like Abomination the Retreat like being like side line storylines and then like that kind of leading up to like the finale of like um Jen like uh facing them off or something um I kind of would have preferred that because yeah now thinking back to it it just kind of seemed like a lot of this was like built up to nothing and even the build-up was like ridiculous on its own end like um the whole like retreat and uh, the episodes with um, Titania and there was like a wedding episode that for me just felt like was just a really big filler episode. Um, yeah. 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 So I I guess I, I could see it that way. Like I agree with you Christian where I see it, I think they should have gone more. Yeah. With like having each episode just being like its own, like, standalone kind of thing with like a small storyline like probably like in between scenes or like towards the end of the episode.
0: But that said, Perferio, don't you think you can in a way appreciate each episode as its own thing and like just enjoy it on that level? Um like with the
1: the the season that just aired? Like the the real season or uh
0: yeah yeah. Uh, I mean, I guess you could, but... You, you still feel that they were connected enough that you could yeah. do them standalone?
1: Mm-hmm. Okay. Especially, like, the whole, like, abomination, like, why he, you know, he had to go through, like... You know, because, like, when we to first introduced to Abomination, we know him as a villain, you know, from Incredible Hulk and somewhat from Shang-Chi. So, yeah. you know... Like there had to be a whole but a lot of, like build up to like, do we trust this guy? Has he like um like like uh reformed into a new person and what what's his retreat? You know, I feel like there they like as a viewer, there's always that little like suspicion, like, can we trust this guy? You know? And um even yeah like when like Wong is introduced like uh that was like a whole like um yeah like sideline stuff of like stuff you had to know beforehand. So um yeah I feel like I guess like I yeah like I I, I would say like every episode cannot really stand on its own there are there are a few episodes that can like like i said the wedding episode and everything but i feel like for the majority episodes of the season like they cannot stand alone unless you have like some prior knowledge of stuff that happened like in the beginning of the season or throughout the season
0: got it okay um okay so i'll, I'll throw i'll throw out a few things i wasn't uh too jazzed about um this has been discussed before even before the season started but the cgi on this show <laughs> um to me not great <laughs> um yeah in the trailers i was like hmm yeah, it doesn't look quite right to me but it's just a trailer so we'll see how it actually looks in the show and uh sure enough it didn't look quite right <laughs> um yeah i think with uh with the 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 she-hulk character when she's in like full-on she-hulk form it it just didn't look realistic it 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 looked like it was created by a computer (laughs) so um there is that and um you know for a show like this the cgi not being great isn't That critical because you know it's more of a comedic show. But I will say this there were action moments in it, and the CGI being a bit lackluster did make the action scenes suffer a bit. Um, so I think that should be said. If you're going in looking for awesome She-Hulk action, yeah, you're probably not gonna get what you're looking for here. Um for me that's not what the show is about the show is more about comedy and uh, getting to know the characters in the show uh so not a huge negative but a negative nevertheless um what else here um yeah we've been talking a bit about that wedding episode where jen walters is a bridesmaid i'm not sure what happened here but you know, I'm saying overall the season is really funny and I love the comedy in it. But this season, episode six, really fell flat. <laughs> I didn't laugh. I thought it was really corny and it was very unnecessary, you know. It like, was
1: very much a filler episode. Filler
0: episode, yeah. So, like, uh, Perfil, you're saying how it could, it kind of could stand alone because it had nothing to do with the season. Um, know i was referring to the episodes being standalone as a good thing but this is an episode being standalone as a bad thing like it stood out like a sore thumb basically Uh, i don't know like what was going on it had a moment where titania falls down and like her her teeth break or something and it's just really silly and goofy and that was like the level of comedy in it and just yeah it it, it just didn't really work um and did stick out because like i'm telling you episodes one through five and then seven and eight fantastic i think i was i was laughing my ass off like uh for free i think you were saying you were laughing a lot i was laughing a lot throughout the season again we'll get to episode nine in a bit (laughs) uh but um yes episode six and then nine had some problems with um yeah okay You know, maybe we'll just talk about episode nine. Now that I just brought it up. So episode nine, the season finale. Um, This just happened. It just aired yesterday. So it's pretty fresh in our heads. Um, I'm sure a lot of Marvel fans have a lot of strong opinions, opinions in both directions for this episode, because this episode was like completely bonkers. Okay. So we're talking about, How this show, the whole season, has been very meta, breaking the fourth wall. Jen Walters talks directly to the audience throughout the season. Um, That was was already kind of jarring. Um, But it wasn't like it was happening 100% of the time. And like I said earlier, this was something that happened in the comics. She-Hulk does talk to the readers in the comics. Um, So kind of cool... A uh, nod to the comics, and um the fact that Tatiya Maslani is delivering these lines of dialogue, I think made it more palatable because she's so great. And when she talks to the camera directly into the camera, and like and I felt like she was talking to me, that was cool. Like, I was like, wow, like she's great, she, she's really selling it, right? But episode nine they take this shit to a whole nother level there we see she hulk break out of like the disney plus app (laughs) and go to um marvel studios and she goes to the writer's room and (laughs) there's this completely off the wall behind the scenes stuff going on here um i thought it was too much I, i i really did um it didn't ruin the season for me um but It kind of ruined the episode like the episode went uh, way too far in their suspect i think um thoughts uh christian how about you yeah episode um, mine episode nine
2: yeah i wasn't a i wasn't a big fan of episode nine either i think uh i actually kind of like like the way it started you know you kind of see her hit rock bottom um she loses her job she gets she has to wear the inhibitor um the world you know she's innocent like she's like been defamed and how is she gonna get back at intelligentsia that's burned her so hard in the last episode and so you know it, you know she's living with her parents she's at kind of her lowest low and the episode seems to be does build up to like a bit of like a fight with intelligentsia Um, and it, it starts throwing more and more elements into the fray in, in that, um, kind of, uh, where, you know, uh, retreat that they're at the abominations retreat, which he, he makes like a surprise appearance. Um, and so it does feel like it's moving towards your usual Marvel thing. And I think it seems like they really wanted to subvert that. But be, but they take all this time to to go into the Marvel Studios, to talk to Kevin, to, to like, make Marvel jokes. And I think it, it's like a scene that, like, I think in a vacuum on its own is fine. Like, at She-Hulk, she talks to the writers of the comic book and the comic book. And so this does feel a bit like an extension of something like that. But, like because she had never done anything that like far out, this felt way too far out of left field at this point. Like it felt like we were watching a different show at this point, you know, and it did feel like just too much. And I think by the time that that segment resolves and she says like, I want this changed. I want this changed. I want this changed. I want this changed. Okay. We're going to do it this way. But you never actually see her her do it that way. You never actually see her resolve the conflict on her own terms because they kind of spent so much time in the behind the scenes section that when they finally got back to it, it but you just kind of see the full only the resolution. The episode's over like a couple minutes later. You just have her. You see Todd get arrested by the cops and then she goes into the courtroom to to do the case. And I think it it felt like they really needed a scene where she's in the courtroom and she, she gives her big speech. Um, She kind of, she might piece back the different pieces of intelligentsia, kind of what they did and when they did it, calls people out, calls out Josh. Cause we haven't really heard from Josh. And that was the, you know, that was the guy that ghosted her. And she calls out these different members and she does tie up the season with a nice little bow. And I think it really needed something like that because I think, while there were some funny jokes and bits in that section i felt very like i felt unsatisfied when i finished the episode you know i felt like i didn't see the i didn't see it
0: resolve it all happened off screen great points christian um one thing you brought up really resonates with me and that's the fact that it went too far and it wasn't consistent with breaking in the fourth wall earlier in the season right we've talked about this on the podcast before how the logic of a show or movie even if it's totally bonkers it's okay if it is consistent with the world you've built right so right away in this show we've established that this is a fourth wall breaking show like right away uh so that's established but what hadn't been established is she-Hulk going into, like, real life and talking to She-Hulk writers and going to Marvel Studios, right? That, it, that, that had not been established. And, yeah, it was very jarring. And um, I think you and I agree that it was a bit too far. Um, and real quick, before we go to you, Preferio, um, a couple of things I forgot. Um, I do appreciate the inventiveness of this episode. I love the attempt because we've been talking about this a lot about how um, the MCU does need to branch out and try new things and take some risks. Right. Um, And they certainly did that here. Um, Episode nine, I felt like uh, they kind of maybe came up snake eyes here, but at least they attempted it. I appreciate that. And um, one other thing I love the very beginning of the episode where it's an awesome homage to the original Hulk series with Lou Ferrigno. Mm. That is so awesome. Like I was like loving it. I I I love that. Um, and then it kind of went like off the rails, right? But um, I I love that intro. Love it. Love it. Love it. Okay. Um, episode nine, Perverio. What's your take?
1: You know, t- when when the episode first started, I. I didn't know, I thought it was just going to be like, like a normal She-Hulk episode, you know, just like She-Hulk, like fighting the bad guys, like maybe suing them or something. And then like, you know, getting like a good um victory lap at the end of the movie. But the whole like, yeah, like fourth wall breaking, I thought was, I thought was really genius. Like, I... <laughs> yeah when they went to like the Disney plus menu, I was like, wait, is my is, is something wrong with my TV show or something yeah like with my streaming service so I was it just caught my attention. I was like what is going on like where are they going with this And that just like yeah like straight on brought my attention and then the whole like Kevin Feige character um does anyone know if that was actually like Kevin? Talking or I don't know. that's a good question. No, I don't know.
0: You're you're definitely meant to think she's gonna talk to Kevin Feige, but then she ends up talking to a robot, right?
1: Well, I didn't okay. Well, because okay, the thing is, like, I was you know, I do this every time, but I always watch my stuff in subtitles. So when they were talking about Kevin, like in the writer's room, there was like the whole like abbreviation, like k dot e dot v i and so i was like (laughs) i was like is this like a typo or something and then when she went to the karen friday's room i was like oh that makes sense but um yeah i i did yeah
0: (laughs) so you 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 probably weren't made to think that she was going to talk to Kevin Feige himself because she saw his name abbreviated like that.
1: Yeah, I thought. interesting. Th- yeah, like, I thought, like, um, <laughs> yeah, it was going to be, like, some kind of, like, I, I don't know what I to-, to think, but I was, like, mm, I don't know what this is, but, um, like I said, I saw the subtitles, like, how they spelled out Kevin, and, you know, they only say his name just Kevin. They don't say, like, Kevin Feige or anything else, like, is yeah. this like a typo in the subtitles <laughs> or something but then it clicked when you know when she met the robot i was like oh he stands for yada 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 you know yeah yeah um but uh yeah like so you know when she goes and meets kevin faiji i think she addresses stuff that like you know like we continue talking about in our podcast, especially with like Rainier about like the MCU formula, how yeah. like the endings are always just like a big fight scene and every Marvel project's always the same. And even like She Hulk was like, it doesn't make sense. Like, why have um, Tatiana and Bruce Banner and like this guy taking the hulk serum become like the villain like a lot of this shit does not make sense you know <laughs> yeah like like i think in my head when i when she was talking about that it was reminding me instantly when like you were talking about like Shang chi when like there was like that whole like dragon fight scene yeah at the end like i was like that's so true a lot of this <laughs> shit does not make sense um yeah and then like how like she had like the whole dialogue with like the Kevin Robot about like, oh, a formula has to be followed and stuff. <laughs> and so, I again, I was laughing. One, I was laughing because I was enjoying the humor. But two, I think it was just like a really like laugh in front of the face to the fans. And it was just something so different and so fresh and so unexpectedly like similar to like Wonder that I just felt like invested. And I had a good laugh. And um I do agree with both of you guys' points of how like the resolution just came way too fast. Like there was no action or any like way of how I got to the resolution. But I think like everything previously to that, I was just really kind of just like I was like, I'm okay with this. Like I I enjoyed it and I'm okay with like how everything um turns out, you know, because by that point, I was like, like, don't take this show seriously. Like, like Tatiana's a villain, villain who's a super influencer who probably commits a shit ton of crimes but has many followers. I was like, don't take this show seriously. Let's just let it be and enjoy yeah. it for what it
0: is. <laughs> and you're talking about Titania, right?
1: Yeah.
0: yeah. What, what did I say? You did said I... Tatiana. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but but um yeah what you're saying a lot of people are agreeing a lot of people think this episode is genius and it's getting a lot of praise a lot of viewers loved this season finale a lot of a lot of viewers didn't also (laughs) like myself and christian um so very divisive and um definitely um discussion worthy so um what else you know um Yeah, just kind of riffing off that, I feel like the more I think about it, there is a confrontational aspect to the show. Um, On the surface level. There is a character who speaks to directly, you know, literally confrontational. She she talks right to you, Um, but uh, on a more subtle level, I think it confronts Marvel fans in a way. Mm -hmm. Right. It, It challenges us. It, it asks us these questions about like a lot of what we've been talking about like does it have to all be connected can we just put out a funny show that you can just watch an episode at a time and um it doesn't necessarily need to be building up to anything <laughs> you know um it really does confront us um Particularly, male viewers like us. I think there's another aspect of uh, the confrontational nature of the show. Um, it um, it addresses toxic fanboys very directly. <laughs> um, yeah, maybe, maybe we'll talk about that a little bit. Um, this show, like uh, really no show before it, confronts toxic fanboys uh there are toxic fanboy characters in this show and a lot of what has happened in this show has happened in real life amazingly um yeah so uh i think specifically the toxic fanboys in this show are the organization called intelligentsia it's like a uh, a 4chan style website where angry men uh go off on certain topics <laughs> um yeah what did you guys think of uh intelligentsia and um how it kind of mirrored real life thoughts there uh, christian how about you
2: yeah like i think one thing that was like really interesting about it that i thought was like we were talking about how like topical and timely the show was with that uh, opinion it almost felt like it was like topical to like the week you know it's almost like wow did they come up with that like the week before <laughs> mm-hmm. um i don't know it's just harping on the messy, you know i don't mean that in like a bad way i i like um i do mean that in like a like it felt like you know you would hear stuff about like people like dissing she-hulk online you'd see videos oh the show's terrible uh, yada 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 it's oh like, man it- the twerking scene is the worst it's like and they then, were responding to, like, last week's episode. Yeah, I did, mm-hmm. and I did like that about it. And I did find some of the, like, the jabs, like, kind of funny. I got a good chuckle out of some of, uh, like, what you, at the Intelligentsia meeting in the very last episode. And, like, kind of what they're talking about and how they're parroting things. Um, that it's like, you probably read online, you know, like, well, I, I would feel the same way if she was a man. And like, I think I, I enjoyed some of the, the poking fun at neckbeards. Um, and I, it was like a very confrontational type of humor in that sense. And, but I'm also, I also had to pull myself back and it's like, well, this, this could have been a different Marvel show that they probably got this from. Unfortunately, Uh, this could have been, they got, they got some of the stuff from, unfortunately, Captain Marvel or uh, something else Mm
0: -hmm. like
2: that. They may have got it. it, And and you kind of, and it's just the cycle repeating itself all over again. Mm -hmm. In a sense, I guess that's the, that's the more depressing take on the, on this, on this type of humor, but it is kind of good that they finally like, they, they kind of call it out in a way.
0: Cool, cool. Uh, prefer your thoughts on the Toxic Fanboys?
1: No, yeah, I, I enjoyed it. I thought it was really, like, in your face, like, directed to, like, yeah, like, a certain um, group that was just, like, Marvel, just, like, acknowledging that group of people and just being, like, well, fuck you. We're still rolling in money and um, stuff like that but you know as much as like you know I enjoyed like the whole like addressing the toxic fandom stuff I feel like it was also really like a um, you know kind of feminist tv show like you know like just for like everyday females like how She-Hulk was like you know, like, in the very first episode, she was, like, Bruce Banner was like, you have to control your anger. And then she was like, I'm a female. Like, we control our anger every day, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there were just, like, subtle little, like, hints about, like, you know, like, Bruce Banner's Hulk versus, like, Jen Walter's Hulk. And um even that there's, like, even, like, its own, like, set of gender norms. Um to what it means to be angry like the Hulk. And so um, I thought it was really like smart in the writing.
2: Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah, I, I agree. Yeah, the writing in the show was, was very smart and very self-aware and of the moment, definitely. Um, uh, hey, I thought I'd pose this question, you guys. So we we keep talking about the confrontational nature of the show. Did you ever feel like you were being attacked or you were being I don't know addressed in any way? Um I you know I had my moments where I thought I was being like pointed out a little bit. Um Yeah, it 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 goes deep into uh fan culture here and um some of the stuff that uh, She-Hulk says does seem to be really calling out real life fans. Were there any moments in this show where you were you felt a little bit, I don't know, attacked, called out? Uh, any any of these feelings come up for you guys at all?
2: Hmm. Yeah, like I guess so. I'll admit that. It, it it's it's kind of hard to admit, you know, it's like yeah, I'm I'm totally a neckbeard here. <laughs> and uh like, uh, there were definitely some, you know, jab, you know, jabs at my what felt like my expense with some of the intelligentsia stuff. I think. I mean, I I took the jab well. I I think it's funny, and I think it's like, okay, yeah, you got me. You got <laughs> fair play, She Hulk. You sure, know, sure. even if I haven't you like, I I wouldn't say some of the things that they were saying in that meeting, mm-hmm. or any of that. But I think you know. Myself being, I think, a little more negative on the show and a little more mixed uh, on some of the humor. Um I, I do think, like, I, I will say, like, I enjoyed being attacked
0: <laughs> like that. There you go. Uh, how about you, Brieferio?
2: I feel like I
1: might have felt like, oh, shit, like, that's my own, like, fault or she's checking on me. Um I can't think of any specific moment right now, but I feel like I definitely had my moments.
2: There you go.
0: Um, Yeah, I definitely had a moment or two. (laughs) So I remember in episode nine when She Hulk's talking to uh, the Kevin robot, and she starts to go off on like the Marvel formula, right? Like we've been saying and she's going off on how like why is it always about daddy issues right she talks about star lord having daddy issues with not one but two different fathers and then tony stark and howard stark and then thor and loki and odin <laughs> and like i literally have had this conversation <laughs> before with my wife and she said the same thing it's like why is it always about the dad like what about the mom and i would be like but you know you know that's just the character and then i'll bring up like oh, what about thor's mom he had a nice moment with his mom in in avengers endgame right and it's just like one scene that that's like my <laughs> defense and and that i felt like oh shit like yeah yeah they got me there that's funny <laughs> yeah um uh, the other one was uh oh and i kind of want to get a little deeper on this too but we've already talked about episode not a lot but um In episode nine, we kind of get the rug pulled out from under us, right? Because it set it up so, like, it's going to be this, like, crazy action set piece, bonkers, like, throw logic out the window. Like, we got Abomination, we got the head of Intelligentsia with the serum, and we got um, uh, the Hulk shows up, right? And it's just, like, totally ridiculous. And um, it's like exactly what we've been talking about so much on this very podcast, right? How like Marvel shows and movies just end really uh, poorly in a lot of ways. And um, logic kind of gets thrown out the window and it's just for the sake of getting a battle royale at the end, right? Um, So the, the interesting part of this episode is that they set that up, but then boom, it's just like, actually, no. You know, She-Hulk is like, enough of this bullshit. And she like breaks the fourth wall like crazy. And, and the like we've been saying, the, the episode just kind of ends, right? And there's like no resolution or there is resolution, but we have no idea like how it got resolved, right? And um, yeah, I, I felt pretty unsatisfied, much like uh, what Christian you've voiced here. And um, I felt like, oh, now, I mean, th- this episode is pretty fresh on my mind just aired yesterday. But the more I think about it, like it, it was done purposefully, right? It was, it was to mess with our heads. It, it set us up for like the same old Marvel ending, but then boom, no, we're doing something completely different and ultimately pretty unsatisfying. And again, I think purposefully, unsatisfying just to call out the ridiculousness of your typical marvel ending right um so again i felt kind of called out here because i've been i've been so staunch about like um how how great mcu stuff is and and they're just calling out saying well is the way they end these shows and movies are are just garbage right and uh and and they're just calling it out and um as ridiculous as it was to see you know the hulk abomination this intelligentsia guy and she hulk about to like do battle in this room it's basically no less ridiculous than a lot of this other stuff we've seen right the season finale of hawkeye when it's Kate and Clint uh, on the ice rink with all the the, uh, the tracksuit mafia, right? And the, the two dragons at the end of Shang-Chi. Like, we've seen it time and again where there's just this ridiculous ending, right? And in a way, it was kind of exaggerated here, but ultimately, it was kind of no different, <laughs> right? So um, there is that. Okay. Okay. Um, so I feel like uh, one of the messages, one of many messages, I think, in the show is that um, that the fans just need to kind of lighten up. <laughs> like, I felt like uh, I, a lot of times, like a lot of what we talk about in the show is like things should be a certain way and we're very opinionated. Um, and I think the show is kind of saying, you know, like, why <laughs> why take this shit so seriously why just lighten up mm-hmm. and enjoy like a comedic show mm-hmm. right um so yeah still kind of processing all this stuff but i feel like yeah maybe that's one of the messages going on here uh, so i'm kind of rambling here uh, any any thoughts on on uh, any of that hmm. yeah. oh yeah go for it i
1: was gonna say like i you know i love this show the one thing I did not like, and I could have dealt without, was the. I know this is one thing fans liked, but I. This is one thing I did not like was um, the addition of Daredevil. Ooh. Ah. You, know, uh, you know, you guys know how much I love Daredevil. Uh, you know how, like, you guys, you guys know how much I love Daredevil and the Netflix show and everything, but just the direction they've been taking like the daredevil characters like not this not just this but like hawkeye's kingpin and everything like it's just a little too disney too little like funny you know like you know daredevil has his moments where it's like ah ha ha that's funny you know like um but i felt like Daredevil's edition within the show is just way too comedic, and um, to me, you know, because again, I love Daredevil. I, I love the Netflix show. I'm just like, if this is the direction they're gonna have Daredevil in the in the Disney Plus reboot, please don't make it. <laughs> like, I'm just <laughs> like, don't make it. Then let Daredevil stay in the graveyard with the netflix and i'll remember him like that
0: solid point Perferio, and good segue because that is exactly what i wanted to get into next and that is daredevil and maybe more than any other aspect in the show this is very confrontational too right it really challenges you this is a completely different daredevil it's the same actor it's still charlie cox Uh, but it's a completely different vibe, a completely different tone. Um, Okay, so I don't think I had, well, I know I didn't have as much of a a problem as you did, perfrio And I I think, here's what I think they were driving at with this character. I think what they were trying to do was do something of a gender role reversal. I think they were trying to insert Daredevil into the show, like female superheroes have been inserted into shows and movies in the past. Um, It made me think of the earlier appearances of Black Widow in the MCU. So when Black Widow first appeared in the MCU, she was very much an object of desire. Um, Matt Murdock in the show is very much an object of Jen Walters desire. And um, Black Widow is given a cool action scene in like Iron Man 2. And it was a little bit like kind of wedged in, right? She had this, this moment where she like fights off all these henchmen, right? And it just seemed like she did a little bit over the top, like she does all these acrobatic moves. And in the end, it it didn't add up to much. Like it didn't, it wasn't that necessary, right? Um, so similarly, Daredevil does that in the show, right? There's a scene where he he battles all these henchmen, and th- that scene is is very reminiscent of of the Devil Devil you <laughs> know and love, right? Right? It's it's yeah. kind of reminiscent of the Netflix shows. It's like in a dark hallway. Mm-hmm. And he, he does very impressive acrobatic moves, right? But in the end, it's like not very valuable because right after that, She-Hulk just like smashes a bunch of dudes with like a wall, right? And um, so I think this was all done kind of purposely. It's, it's to show, uh, like I said, this gender reversal where like, hey, guess what? You know, we're going to take a beloved male superhero and give him the female superhero treatment and uh see how you like it right kind of thing and uh i i thought i thought it was kind of cool like you know um maybe it's because i i have a feeling the daredevil show is going to be nothing like this and they're just doing something kind of wild with this character right now um and don't worry you know we'll we'll get we'll get the the daredevil we know and love later for now <laughs> check this shit out this is just this shit's crazy right it's just wild <laughs> and i think ultimately pretty funny uh uh so christian what do you think about the daredevil appearances on this show
2: hmm yeah, that's, a, that's an like, still, like, thinking over your take, Henry. That's an interesting take. I actually didn't think about that about <laughs> Daredevil before, or right. about Daredevil in the show before. <clears throat> um, but I think the way I interpreted it when I saw him, um, I, I was pretty mixed on how I felt about him personally in the show. You'll love the Netflix show. Great. And, like, I think, like, I guess I'm going to compare him to Batman a little bit right here. I think... Um, I see them both as very similar because uh, Frank Miller both kind of like rebooted them, both characters, and kind of went down a very similar path in the 1980s yep. with like very darker tones in uh, very noir heavy. And I think the Netflix show really captured that uh, Frank Miller feel like really, really well. Um uh, and so this one definitely is a different take on Daredevil. He's a lot more swashbuckling. He cracks more jokes. He's much more quippy. Um, and he's got his Silver Age suit on. Um, and in, yeah. while I've never read any, any of the older Daredevil comics from that era, um, it feels like they wanted to channel more of that. It feels like a more quippy or lighthearted Daredevil that wasn't nearly as brooding as he was it, you know, in the Netflix show. And of course in the Frank Miller comics, it's much like Batman. Uh, and I think it would be like, cause I've seen this version of Batman in the modern day, kind of with like something more like Lego Batman, where normally he's like dark and brooding, like Robert Pattinson, but he's also kind of more lighthearted and fun. Like, like, the, like Lego Batman and silver age Batman. And so that's kind of how I personally interpreted it, and that's why they chose the the yellow costume for him. Is I think that it was also to kind of really show that this is is a different Daredevil. It might be the same character, or might be the same actor, Charlie Cox, but we want to do a different take. So we're going to put him in a different suit, and we're gonna he's going to act different, and he's going to feel that feel different essentially. Um, and I think Charlie Cox, oh, like, I think he's very comfortable in this role, and he's got a lot of charisma. And I think he, he, like, he did well, and I, I enjoyed seeing him. But I, I wasn't as big on the take of Daredevil. Um, I think, uh, maybe it's me also being the Batman fanboy that I am, but I, I liked that kind of broodier take mm-hmm. on the care, the broodier noir take on Daredevil from the Netflix mm-hmm. show. And I think, like, because that's so successful like that's just kind of how i just see this character. Yeah. Mm. On the especially on the big screen, you know. And so the it just and i feel like that's really what set it apart. Especially back in phase 2, you had the lighthearted PG-13 movies, you know, with Guardians and you had that. And then back then, we actually did think the Netflix stuff was canon. They did reference Avengers mm-hmm. and other like kind of little tidbits. Mm-hmm. And so it felt like that was still part of the same canon of the of the larger MCU. And so like that's just that's that's Daredevil. That's how I see Daredevil. And that's how he's always been. And the darker tone is really what set him apart. But I think without that edge, it feels like he is missing something a bit when when I'm watching him now. And of course, the fight scene did feel a bit more CGI heavy, whereas the his big well known fight scenes in the show were very, very practical and super hard hitting. And so like I'm mixed, but I really hope they kind of move back towards that Frank Milleriness yeah. in Born Again. Especially because it's called Daredevil Born Again. And this is just a one off uh like kind of kind of confrontational gender reverse, like you said, but only fits into this show. Mm-hmm. Right on. I didn't like the costume. I'm just gonna say that now. I really didn't. oh <laughs> like
0: I did not like the ketchup and mustard man. I was gonna
1: say the ketchup and mustard
0: costume. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in agreement there. I thought the gar I thought the costume looked like garbage, <laughs> like, <laughs> like bad. And I kind of like the costume in the comics, um, but it it didn't translate well to uh, the TV screen. Um, but yeah, uh, you two aren't alone. Uh, I know there are a lot of Daredevil fans out there who were not too thrilled about uh, his portrayal <laughs> in uh, in this show. Uh, I think we can go on and on about the show, to be honest. Um, but uh, let's keep it uh, let's keep it tight and start to wrap things up. Let's get into our ratings. How would you rate? she hulk season one on a scale of one to five
1: well wait before we get into the ratings i just want to really fast talk with both of you guys where do you think what do you think they're gonna do she hulk next is there gonna be a season two is she gonna be in the mcu like in the films like where do you guys see um where do you guys see marvel taking the character next Is she going to be in Deadpool 3?
0: Good question. Hmm. Uh, I had some thoughts. Um, Yeah, like anything in the MCU, we can expect to see She-Hulk elsewhere. Um, And I think it would be a good move to have her in a more traditional portrayal i think it's cool that they took all these crazy risks and um meta takes on the character on this show um but it would be cool to just see her as like kind of a traditional superhero you know in in an avengers team up right Um, and have her be maybe a little bit more of a serious character um you know, still be in line with, uh, this, uh, this performance, but, uh, um, yeah, not, not have it be so out there. Um, yeah, like, I think that'd be great. I, that would be in line with the comics too, I think, because the, the She-Hulk comic was very fourth wall breaking and comedic, but, um, yeah, the stuff that I'm more familiar with in the comics is her, in the team ups and the event stuff and she wasn't you know really a comedic character so much in that stuff we just saw her like whip whooping some ass right super like strong and, shit. Yeah. yeah breaking shit up right so um yeah i i that's how i'd like to see her and, I, and that's how i think we're gonna see her like um the stuff that we're building up to you know secret wars and whatnot kang dynasty um yeah, we'll probably just see her in like straight up action shit, which I think would be cool. Hmm.
2: I think uh as far as what I'd like to see, it. like it's hard to say when we'll get a season 2 of this or like I don't think this is confirmed. The only season 2 I think of the Disney Plus shows that it's confirmed really is Loki. Yep. Uh that we know of right now. So, I think if we see this in maybe V6 maybe, uh it's really hard to say. Yeah. Um I think outside of team-ups, because uh, I would like to see her team-ups in, say, like, Kang Dynasty, Secret Wars, um, or, uh, you know, she might be in Born Again, um, the way Daredevil was here and there, and they're in a relationship.
0: All right, they might continue
2: know. that into Born Again. Um, but, like, I think uh, if I would see her kind of pop up in other shows, I think it would be kind of cool to see her kind of in the same way they use daredevil in spider-man no way home. Like the main character needs a lawyer. Um, who are they going to go to? And a superhero. Oh, well, let's go to she Hulk. And she gives yeah. her lawyer deposition. She helps them out on the case. She has like her own little like quick subplot, maybe in a Disney plus show where you can, sh- that can be in, its own episode mm-hmm. or as like a little moment in a movie. I think like I I also like to see your do more lawyer stuff you know I'd like to see your defend defend a client again.
0: Right on. Yeah, uh, just a little bit further on, on what I was saying, um, man, uh, I don't know if we talked about this too much, but the the secret invasion trailer came out not long ago. I cannot wait for this thing, man, and. It shows the scrolls in such a different light, right? The scrolls mm-hmm. we saw in Captain Marvel and in uh, Far From Home, right? And they're for the most part part very comedic kind of characters, right? But this is like a whole darker, intense take. Um, that's the shit I want to see. Like, um, I really enjoyed the She Hulk show, but man, would I love to see her in a completely different light? Uh, so that's what i want to see (laughs) Mm -hmm. all right okay on to the ratings so one being the worst five being the best um who wants to start first any volunteers how about uh yeah Yeah.
1: sure okay sure 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 so after five um i'll give this a four um, I really love this show. I thought it was really funny. It was one of the few shows I looked forward to watching every week. Um, I thought it was something really fresh. I haven't liked a show this, or besides Miss Marvel, um, I haven't liked this show this this much since probably Wandavision, just because it doesn't follow the traditional MCU formula. Um, Obviously, like I've you've heard me talk about like its faults, um, every now and especially of Daredevil that, like, that alone, like, how they treat Daredevil's whole point down, like, <laughs> 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 um, but uh, yeah, I really I had a lot of fun with the show, and I just liked the whole new something new, um, that they did with She Hulk, and it was just a really fun take on its fans and on the character
0: excellent okay how about you christian hmm I've okay
2: so I have a, i'm gonna have a bit of a hard time rating this one um because i think like a comedy is very subjective of course um <laughs> True. and this this one this show definitely made me kind of think about what i find funny and kind of where my sense of humor lies um <laughs> and like i think this show definitely uh, existed outside of my son my sense of humor and like kind of what i found funny what i generally find funny um because because like you know i'm glad that you guys were laughing the whole time and that you guys are having a great time and i think the show is entertaining and i kind of see the parts that were entertaining but I, I you know i didn't really find any of it funny it just, just didn't really click with me um but at the same time i also kind of thought you know like i i think like i really liked that kind of more hard art edge, especially in my humor uh, with, with stuff like more like, you know, Peacemaker and the boys and like Rick and Morty South park shows like that. I think I found just like a lot more humor in those, whereas like this, I felt like just didn't go far enough in a lot of places. And while there were jokes I, I chuckled at or like, hi, you got me. Um, I, I think it's only with that. And I think that coupled with the messy, with the messy plot, um, I, I will say it was entertaining. Like, you know, I still did watch this week to week and I enjoyed some parts of the premise, but I think the show just generally, it felt like it just wasn't for me. I think at the end of the day, um, and I think like, I don't know. So it's kind of hard to say, like, uh, would a number rating be too disingenuous? for me if i just found it just subjectively not my thing you know um like what uh if i just gave it a just thumbs down for me not my thing <laughs> is that is that good or do you want want me to throw out an actual number
0: that sounds <laughs> like a bit of a cop out to me <laughs> okay
2: all right all right just my opinion
0: i don't know if for you all right hold
2: my feet to the fire here Okay, uh, <laughs> because like, okay, mm, 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 mm. <laughs> hot take, hot take here, hot, hot take. Uh, you know, honestly, like, I think like it kind of made me groan, and I think more than it, it made me laugh, even if I liked some of the ideas here. Um, and because like, like I said, like I'm thinking like I was thinking one on like a lot of occasions of the show. This show is kind of a one. It just did not fly with me for like most of it. Even if I found it entertaining, I didn't think it was Morbius-level bad. I didn't think it was Iron Fist-level bad. I, <laughs> I think that, like, like I said, it's, like, but I just, like, if I think of, like, okay, what was my experience? Well, I just didn't, I just didn't really care for it. I didn't like it.
1: It just was in your cup of tea.
2: Yeah. Um, because, like, you know, I think it's subjective, and I enjoyed some of the jabs. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not, I'm not, like... Uh, you know, I'm not part of the intelligentsia. I'm never, you know, (laughs) even if I didn't like it, I'm not going to be like, a She-Hulk's the worst character ever, you know, on Reddit or something. (laughs) So maybe that's also why I'm just, uh, and like, I will say, even though I didn't like it, I'm really glad that you guys liked it. I'm really glad that you guys had a lot of fun watching it. Um, And I see there's a lot of fans there. I think if I see someone dressed as She-Hulk at the next Comic-Con, I think that would be awesome. I would love, you know, <laughs> I think that would be great. I think that, like, you know, there is the me- there is a, a message here that um, probably needs to be said as well. So I guess that is my rating. A unfortunately, one. a one. Yeah, but I it's don't... a kind of a soft one. You know, it feels. That's why I said it feels a <laughs> bit disingenuous to really I, give I, it a one. But at I the don't... same time. I don't think me and Christian have ever had like I mean I know I've had like
1: opposite ends from with Henry, but I don't think me mm-hmm. and Christian have ever had like opposite
2: ends when it comes to reviews. <laughs> yeah I don't think so, so. Yeah, not for me. That's why I just said eh, not for <laughs> me. Okay. But there is there are bright spots there. Like I said, it's not Morbius. I'm not angry <laughs> I'm saying it's a hard one. I hate
0: this. That is a very honest take, Christian. I praise you for your honesty. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's funny, it it kind of uh, brings to light the confrontational aspect we've been talking about a lot, because the fact that you're not a fan of the show, and you had a lot of problems with it, um, got you thinking, probably like, oh, shoot, if I give this a one, like, am I one of these dudes now like am i like exactly what the show is talking about and it's it confronts you right it it really kind of Mm -hmm. calls you out and uh yeah uh it's pretty interesting stuff right (laughs) i know
2: like I, i don't want to say anything about me or anything but uh right i like i said you know i may have i may have taken a jab here and there and i enjoyed the jabs
0: that were taken right on right on Um, okay. So on my end, um, I'm going to go with a four out of five, like Profirio, um, highly enjoyed the season. Um, I will say this, uh, I I did have some issues. Um, I think I mentioned, but episodes six and nine, I definitely had some problems with, um, pretty much went through why already, but, um, yeah, I, I will say that, uh, it's, it wasn't a perfect season for me um but uh there were even those episodes i think had some bright spots and the other episodes a lot you know i was i was laughing throughout and um you know i think i mentioned a lot of specifics tatiana tatiana maslani was great um and uh like i've continually been saying i I think it's funny I, i really do think it's it's genuinely funny um but you know the more I've been thinking about it, I think maybe the top reason why I enjoyed this season so much is that I really did not know what was going to happen next from, from the very beginning of the, of the show. Like we've been saying, it's, it confronts you. with like, whoa, she's talking directly to me. I haven't seen this in a Marvel show before. I haven't seen this in a Marvel movie before. Uh, this is weird. And, I don't know where this is going. And then after episode one finished, I was like, wow, that was great. That's really funny. I enjoyed it. And I really didn't know what was in store for episode two. And then after episode two, I was like, bring it on, man. <laughs> that was great. I want to see the next one. And I don't know what's going to happen. And um, I think that's the, the point. One of the many points of the show that, um, a marvel show or movie any show or movie it doesn't have to be a specific thing right it, it it can be uh not formulaic right and um that was very cool very cool how i just uh didn't know what was going to happen next uh, there was a level of excitement there um you know me i, I love all this mcu stuff well I love a lot of this MCU stuff, and um, a lot of it is I kind of know what I'm gonna get. I, I know there's there's gonna be certain story beats and a certain type of of, of climactic finish, um, and I embrace it and I love it. But uh, this kind of this show kind of uh, put turned all that upside down, right? And I was like, I don't know what's gonna happen. Um, and I think maybe some folks may have been put off by that a bit. Uh, but, uh, I find, I found myself really loving that, you know, that, uh, not knowing. Yeah. Uh, so this has been a good, good one, (laughs) a lot of differing opinions and, uh, I think it's great. I think it's great that, uh, we're not always on the same page every time. Mm -hmm. And with that, we can wrap up the episode. This is farewell from Henry, Christian, and Porfirio.